Welcome to Uncle Bob's Magic Cabinet, a mother-daughter podcast about all things magic and mythology and pop culture. Reporting to you live from a new place. A new location. Oh my God. <laughs> if you've been listening to us since we started, you're going to be like, hey, how I, many can't, t- I can't keep track of you people. How many times do you, want, do you guys want to move? You know? <laughs> Apparently it's every year. <laughs> we are averaging a move a year. 1.5. 1. 1. Yeah. In the last three years, we have moved three times. Oh, Two of those were across the country, yes. literally. Yes. And one of those, I was pregnant. Yes. This one, obviously, we have a yeah. baby. Oh my God. Oh my God. I got to tell you. Put a fork in me. I have to tell you, moving with a baby is whole a whole different ball of wax. That's a whole nother level. Holy that shit. That is a whole different level yeah. of complication. I thought moving while pregnant was rough, but yeah. oh my gosh. With the baby? Oh, forget it. Thank God she has that. So if you don't know, here's her big three. Okay. Mm-hmm. She's a Virgo sun with a Taurus moon, yes. but a Sagittarius rising. And thank God for that Sagittarius yes. rising. Because I was like, oh my gosh, we've got a double earth sign here. Likes the routine. She, she likes a routine. She likes her home. I was like, we're going to have a problem. But I think that's Sag rising. She was just excited to see things. Yeah. She's like, okay, my stuff is still here. You're still here. Cool. Cool. Like, let's just look around. So it's honestly like she's been good. She did amazing. She did amazing. But hey, you know what? We're feeling good. Absolutely. The move did not come. I would not say it happened <laughs> in, in like, a traditional sense. No, like we weren't planning on moving. No. Um, it had to happen kind of quickly. We're going to spare all of the gory details because yeah. quite frankly, we're ready to just turn a new leaf. We Maybe are. one day when we've healed from this a little bit yeah. mentally and physically, <laughs> we will let you in on the details. <laughs> we can make some jokes about it. Is that? Oh, there are going to be jokes. <laughs> Me and Jake were just talking about this. I was like, just wait until we can tell them what happened because the jokes are going to be flying. But for now, but for now, you would say it's like a tarot card spread. Yeah. If we were a tarot card spread right now, (laughs) the main focus, the card would be the tower. We just had a tower moment happen. Mm -hmm. If you know what that means, you know what that means. If you don't, (laughs) it basically means (laughs) the universe was like, Hey, you're going in the wrong direction and you're not seeing that. Let me smack you upside the face with a two by four so that you go in the right direction. That is correct. So while the move was like, you could look at it as kind of a negative. It's actually like we feel we like where we're at. Oh my it, gosh. It yeah. Actually, I think is going to be a really good thing. It's we're feeling great about thing. it. Yeah. We're still in Pittsburgh. Yes. Woohoo. You can't get rid of us, bitch. <laughs> we're still here. <laughs> That's right. Because we do love Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh, and it's kind of exciting because we're in like a new part of the city that we. Like it was not our hang spot. No. This is not a part of the city we've ever really like, yeah. explored. No. I'm not trying to like give out our exact location because there are some, you know, people 
people out there that like to push boundaries a little. So I'm not going to dox our own location, but we're in like a new part. And so it feels kind of like we're yeah. in a new city. Absolutely. I don't know. Yeah. I love it. But then we still have like the Pittsburgh creature comforts. You know what yes. I mean? I look over and I'm like, oh, there's like a Turner's truck. That's- I'm still in Pittsburgh. I feel at home, but but it's exciting. Yeah. A lot so, of new stuff, a lot of new yeah. things to explore. Yeah. We're feeling really good about feel it. I feel good. I feel lighter. I feel... Yeah. You look happier. Like oh my you gosh. seem, yeah, yeah. I mean, we spent the last like year and a half living in a place we didn't want to live. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not like we, but we wanted- were trying to be financially responsible. <laughs> we just had this conversation. Fuck yeah. it. Yeah. Fuck it. Laura's had a drink. So if she slurs a word <laughs> or right. two, you're fuck just going <laughs> to <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> TM. Yeah. We were trying to be financially responsible. We spent the last year and a half. Yeah. You know, trying to, you know, pinch our pennies and trying yeah. to be responsible the universe was like that's not that, for you that doesn't work for you people come on right. no fuck it anything you saved you now have to spend moving in two seconds you know what i mean yeah if you're um out there right now and you're trying to move oh uh, my goodness. our hearts go out to you because finding an apartment right now like i'm sure you know in america there's an affordable housing crisis it yes. was not easy oh my gosh at all so you know hey we got through it we're here we're alive that's right you know what the hardest part was what's that Nobody wanted to accept Nanook. No, same, no, same. No, <laughs> no apartment complex want, you know, they didn't want Huskies. No. I wonder why. <laughs> no, we love him. Uh, he's still here. Or yes. like, son of a bitch. Damn it. <laughs> he's still with us. Uh, no, we're all safe. We're happy. I feel like you're going to get like happier versions of us now. I think it might be <sighs> interesting. Feel a little lighter. To hear like how I feel like a little bit in the Seattle vibe, like how yeah. when we were in Seattle, we were just like a little looser. We were a little more like fun. Yeah. We've been kind of going through it the last year and a half. So, yeah. 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 And I think, you know, because there was so much change, like you were pregnant, you had the baby. That's like a whole yeah. new experience, you know. Yeah. We we're back from Seattle, back from the Pacific Northwest. And so you just like liken that to you know, growing pains or a change of, but the reality was we weren't happy. We were not happy and we should not have been there. No. And And again, the universe was like, allow me to remind you motherfuckers. Well, that was the funny thing because it was literally like two weeks before that. And Uh we were like, we're just going to settle in for about another year. Yeah. We're like, we're going to stay here. We like got our recording studio all decked out. We like, you know, and And it was like, nope, absolutely not. And the universe said, I thought I told you already. That's that's not that's for you. That's not for you. Yeah, right. So hey, we've perked up. We're listening. Yeah. Thank you, universe. Thank you. You know what? We're grateful. That's right. Uh, so yeah, we're excited to tell you that we're here. We're alive. We ain't going anywhere. Up Woo! top. All right. Uh, we've got a drink in hand. We do. Uh, I do have some things to report. You know about <laughs> our move because once again, it was a shit show. Hey, you know what's funny? <laughs> and I wonder, like, please what? send us your moving stories because I would Hilarious. be so. Because we sat down and we're like, okay, we're time crunch here but mm-hmm. you i mean you got out the whiteboard you are misorganized i, I am weirdly like, organized we're gonna do this this day i mean it was planned out to we literally had like two weeks yeah. to get to where we were going yeah and so day by day i was like okay this needs done this needs done and so that's how remember i'm the aquarius right. i just i just want to remind everyone mm-hmm. and you are the virgo mm-hmm. but for some reason when like chaos ensues i feel like i know how to ride the wave of chaos yeah way more than you and I then become the organized one and you well, sure I don't know what happens to you let well, me because, start by saying this yeah because Virgos 
like to be rooted, You're right. even though I'm so nomadic, but yeah. we like to know what's happening, the trajectory, I think, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm so, used to just flying by the fucking seat. So, so yeah, but you, you thrive in that. You thrive in that. I do. So, uh, keep in mind that our, you know, our schedule was so tight and yeah. we were eating fast food, you know, Ugh. we're not fast food eaters, but because like we literally had no time to even like cook ourselves food, that's how tight our schedules were yeah. because we had to pack and get going. And just, let's just say we could just throw that entire what? schedule right out the fucking door because we didn't follow one damn thing. No. Because, you know, after life I wrote happens. It, after I wrote it down, I don't think I looked at it. <laughs> life happens. I start with the best intentions, you know. But so, uh, if you're over on Patreon, you'll know that it was our first full moon film club. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're doing like a movie club now. Go and check that out over there. Fun. I'm not going to, you know. I was- I had the best time. We had the best it was fucking time. Awesome. It was so fun. We talked now and then. Yes. Such a cool group of people. We talked for almost like two hours. It yes. was so fun. It was. So if you want to join next month's, yeah. go and check that out over on Patreon. But okay, so Laura decides that that day, so we were, you know, we were packing. We, we were, were getting like ready doing to move. 50 million things. 50 million things. Packing, yeah. We could have just ordered food, yeah. right? Which is, what we, which is what we had been doing I every for, day. I forgot. <laughs> I for, I, it was my turn to order the food. And I forgot. And Laura forgot. And I come down the steps and it's about, I don't know, 20 minutes to full moon film club. So we're like, you know, we have shit to do. We're getting ready. And Laura whips out a box of rigatoni (laughs) and she is cooking a pasta dinner amongst the rubble. I don't even know if you could call it a pasta dinner. Jake was so insulted. Oh my God. He goes, where's the spices? He goes, do you have basil? Do you have garlic? Do you have onion? And I was like, out in the herb garden, I haven't gone to collect it yet. And you're like, it's 20 minutes. It's like, Lord, why are you trying to cook pasta right fucking now? I have a note that Jake took that I would like to read. So this is in Jake's words. For a woman who claims to love Italian culture, it was a fucking disgrace. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking roast it. I literally was like, I cannot believe you're trying to chef up a fucking rigatoni dinner right now in the middle of all this fucking I have a picture. I made her take a picture. I said, hold that rigatoni up right now. I'm taking a picture of you because I have to share it with everyone. So that will be the picture for this episode on Instagram. Don't miss it. Uh, A few other disasters happened. Uh, You know, we use Murphy's oil soap to clean. And so there were just rags laying around with just like Murphy's oil soap on it. I don't know why, but I picked one up and wiped my face with it. I was like, oh, I need to wipe my face off. I'm feeling a little sweaty. And I was like, wow, what's that smell? And dude, my upper lip was like stinging for like days. My upper lip tasted of Murphy's oil soap. Not sponsored. Not sponsored. Oh my gosh, hilarious. So that's something that happened. Uh, you know, some other things. Jake crop dusted me while we were moving really heavy boxes. and I was laughing so hard I dropped it. My boob got smashed between two boxes like a pancake. It was like my own personal mammogram. It just stuff was happening. Stuff was happening. We should be recorded at all times. I told Jake I took all the nails out of the wall and you're... No. <laughs> 
remove 46 nails out of the wall. You did not take them out. Jake's Virgo rising ass was like, in fact, you did not remove all of the nails. Here's how many you didn't. And Leanne's walking behind him. Walking behind him. How did we not know he was a Virgo? How did we not know he was a Virgo? Jake is such a Virgo that he's almost like more of a Virgo than you. It's insane. But literally, we could have our own reality oh show. Oh, my God. And we could write a book. I'm going to write a book. You are going to write a book. And this, oh, this would be a very entertaining <laughs> chapter. That's all I have to say. At least, you know, we're not going to get... I have the title. <laughs> we're not going to get to the end of our road and be told that our lives were boring. You know what I mean? I've had the title of this book since 1982. <laughs> treading water. Yes, we all know. You've told us like a thousand times. War has oh been treading gosh. water since 1982. <laughs> uh, oh, there's our moving updates. You you know there what I mean? Go. It was a fun time. It was a good time. It was a fun hey, time. Gotta laugh about it. You gotta laugh through the pain. There you go. Smile and wave, boys. Smile and wave. It's gonna be alright. <laughs> My car is still full of shit. Yeah. And every time I get in it to go to work, it's like, yep, here I am. No, everything is still in boxes. Like we're just kind of sitting in like a nest of boxes right now. I'm not even we don't have our iPads no. to read our notes no. off of. We're gonna be reading off of our phones. So you know what? Bear with us hey. for a week or two. Yeah. While we get settled in the new pad. I love it. In yet another new pad that's right uh, and just have another drink you know what everyone grab a drink clink it's going to be go. one of those episodes uh <laughs> this is not going to probably be a wholesome episode i'm sure it's going to be a little unhinged so just prepare all right uh we do have a new patron to thank Speaking of Patreon, we've That's got exciting. Judas. Thank Welcome. you. And all I can think about is that vine. Judas. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the family. Welcome. If you want to join, go check out what we've got going on over there. Yes, the link do. will be in our description. You can also rate us on Spotify and Apple. Yes. And we do also want to shout out one of our patrons. Oh my gosh. In the midst of all of this anarchy, <laughs> yeah. I stopped at the post office. Yeah. And a beautiful package was waiting for us. Laura, you said that just so softly yeah. and beautifully. You know, yeah. So we have a P.O. Makes box. Makes my heart sing. Uh, if you want to send us stuff, you absolutely do not have to, <laughs> but sometimes people do. And one of our patrons, our patrons, <laughs> it's Corey. Yes. Uh, owns a company called Easy Herbs. That's E Z Herbs. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that sounded like an ad. This yes. is not an ad. We just want to shout her out. Oh my gosh. Beautiful. Because she sent us a bunch of her products that she makes herself and holy Shit, they're so magical, so beautiful. So gorgeous. She sent me rose water because you yes. know how much I love rose water. The packaging yes. is just so like Renaissance Festival, beautiful, magical. I love yes. it. So go check her out. We're oh, going to put her link beautiful. in the description. Again, this is for no other reason than just like, we just want to share. And thank you so much. Thank it's you so much. It's always important to support yeah, small business. She wrote us a lovely letter oh, and it hit us right at the exact moment that we needed it. Yes. Um, and your products are so magical and we love to see like the magic that our listeners yes, create. Yes, it's wonderful. Uh, because you are all so talented. So thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, all right, are you ready to fucking get into it? Let's do it. Okay, so while the Hollywood strike is still going on. Yes. Uh, we asked for suggestions from all of you. We did. For stuff, you know, that wasn't movies. Mm -hmm. So we could show our support for yes. those striking. And so we're going to be talking about books, games, etc. people. We're going to be focusing on different stuff. Still yes. pop culture. Exciting. But we got a lot of book recommendations. So our Patreon members do have voting power. So mm -hmm. every once in a while, we'll throw up two options and they get to pick yes. what, you know, the topic is going to yeah. be. What they so pick for you? 
Also, I gave them a movie, an A24 movie, okay. because those would be allowed right now. Okay. I won't get into that. I'm sure that will come at a later date. And then I gave them a book. Okay. And they picked a book. They were like, I know you're in the midst of a move, but Lee, I want you to sit down and read a, no- a novella right now. A novella. <laughs> but you know what? Challenge accepted. I was like, yes, my life is in shambles right now. You know, let me sit down, cross my legs and read a little book. But I was happy to do it. Yes. This is a young adult book, so Ooh. it's not like it was anything dense super okay, heavy this was, and to be honest i am very thankful that this is what they picked because i think it reminded me like oh hey bitch you like to read yeah like i used to be such a big reader An avid reader you would not find me without a book in my hand like i was such a big reader when i was younger and then you know life gets in the way and yeah. i just kind of lost it a little bit but this kind of i felt that spark again Ooh. so thank you to those who voted for this awesome. i am talking about lilydale awakening <gasps> Ooh. Ooh. This is from 2007. And this is the first of four books in a young adult fictional mystery series written by American author, Wendy Corsi Staub. Oh, I love it. Uh, If you have been listening to us for a while, I've mentioned this before. Yes, you uh, have. Because when I had my shoulder sold... Your shoulder (laughs) soldered on. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. When I had my shoulder surgery, I went and got a bunch of books from the library and this this series was one of them. It's such an easy read. So if you want to go and check it out uh some of the stuff does not pass the vibe check we'll uh, get to that okay. later but the series is set in lilydale new york <gasps> our favorite place the town that talks to the dead uh, so lilydale is a real place which we have discussed many times oh, that yes. and spiritualism we've dived into yep. a whole bunch uh, specifically in episode 10 edgar Allan poe and lilydale and which was for 17 the fox sisters you'll get a oh, lot yeah. of um history about lilydale in those episodes but don't sure. worry i'm going to refresh your memory just a little bit so if you can't listen to those before this, you, yeah. you're not going to be lost. Right, right, <laughs> no right. to be lost. Give it to me. I always love to hear about okay, Lily so, Doe. So class is in session. Okay. Okay. I'm going to get, what are those things that teachers Pointers. use? Point, is that what it's called? I a think point? it's called I feel a like that's probably not the, the accurate. Do people still use those like, I don't know. I haven't been in school that, for a that while. That would be a whip. I just made a whip. So I, please don't do that. <laughs> That's a different kind of movie. <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay, class is in session. Let's look at some important terms. Okay. And most of these are coming straight from Lilydale's website. Their Love website it. is very informative if you want to go and scope that out. But what is spiritualism? What is it, Lee? What is it? Spiritualism is a religion slash movement based on the belief that departed souls can interact with the living. Yes. A spiritualist sought to make contact with the dead, usually through the assistance of a medium who is a person Mm. believed to have the ability to contact spirits directly. Okay. Mm. This is, you know, this is our shit. Like this is our shit. Like the old telephone. The old telephone. Yeah. It's like I'm a person and I'm using a telephone to talk to a dead person. Yeah. TM. <laughs> the telephone just happens to be a medium. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Uh, what is mediumship? What is okay, it? Okay. Mediumship is a spiritual reading whereby a medium provides information and guidance from a spirit loved one who has crossed over to the spirit side of life. Mm-hmm. We all on board here? Gotcha. All right. So then what is Lilydale? What known is as it? the Lilydale Assembly. Yes. I said it's the town that talks to the dead. Sure okay. Is. And here is why. 
This is what their website says. Okay. We, not me, they. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Lily Doe. We are an international member organization and residential community comprised of persons who practice the faith of spiritualism. Someone asked us what Lilydale was, and I think we said like, oh, you have to be a medium to live right. in a town. That is not... we misspoke a little bit it's kind of hard sometimes when you're talking to someone who doesn't know the lingo right 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 that was you know we misspoke you do not have to be a medium to live in the town you just have to be in the spiritualist community community correct uh so spiritualism is an act of faith guided by a set of principles this faith is applied through prayer meditation healing and mediumship uh we have members from across the globe who can participate and contribute to our organization through education, service, active participation, contemplation, and Ooh. as donors, uh, Lily Dale Sembi. Yep, <laughs> yep. Sembi. This is you know it's hilarious. Sembi. It's always when I try to be like really scholarly too. Like fuck, Same. fuck my brain. I hate it so much, and then I can't just breeze past it. I have to like I have to stop and make fun of myself. You know. <laughs> And then you're just like, God, I wish I had a redo. <laughs> I mean, we could have Jake edit it out, but what but fun you, would that be? What fun was that? <laughs> we wouldn't be us if we did that. That's right. I'm so glad to be back. I missed you. I missed you too. <laughs> Lilydale Assembly is the largest spiritualist community in the world. Wow. And again, their website has information on if you want to get involved in spiritualism. Dude, yeah. I feel like they're very like welcoming. I and feel they, like I want to retire there. Oh, yeah. I feel like part of me is like are we gonna end up in lilydale do i need to like officially join the spiritualist community because fucking hell i need some i need some contemplation and calm you know what i mean all right so let's get into the book so with those terms in mind yes okay the book is all about this. So, you know, I'm I was so eating excited. it up with yeah. a fucking spoon. All right. The author of this series, Wendy Corsi Staub, grew up in Dunkirk, which Ooh. is a small city on Lake Erie that sits close to Lilydale. Okay. I think it said like 10 minutes. Oh, wow. So That's as close. A, yeah. <laughs> Thank That's you, Lord. As a teenager, Wendy took many trips to Lilydale with her friends who were all eager to receive readings from the resident mediums. Can you imagine like, that's what you did on the weekends? Yeah, exactly. Going over to Lilydale. Uh, Get me a Reuben. If you know that reference, you're a real listener. Uh, Wendy held on to her love and curiosity for Lilydale as she grew up, which led her to make it the setting for many of her books, yes. uh, specifically this young adult series, which I'm going to talk about, and the Lilydale Mysteries, mm. which I think I also did read when I had my surgery, and that's a little more like murder mystery, uh-huh. you know, more for adults. Of course. But my 25-year-old self was like, I'll take the young adult series. Thank you. <laughs> uh, the author does share some of her personal stories with with Lilydale at the end of this book that I think make it like, oh, okay, she really did like have a connection to it. So if you want to check that out, uh, she does still live in New York with her family and is an award-winning author of nearly 100 novels. Holy shit. Wowza. All right, so here's our characters in this book. Give it to me. We've got Calla Delaney. Ooh. Ooh. I love that. Uh, She is a young, beautiful, complicated, but seemingly typical 
15. Hmm. Seemingly. 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 Wink, wink. Wink, wink. Then we've got Stephanie, Calla's recently deceased mother. And let uh. me just say this. Ever since I became a mom, why you got to keep killing moms <laughs> in stories and movies? Like it's breaking my, I got one page into this and I was like, well, I'm going to have to take a moment because now I'm devastated. <laughs> why would you do that to me? And then we've got Calla's grieving father who I named boring dad uh. because he's just kind of boring. He's just kind of there. Okay. Typical. A typical. Then we've got Odelia, who is Calla's eccentric grandmother slash Stephanie's mother who lives in Lilydale. Mm. Then we've got Blue Slayton, the hottest guy in Lilydale. <laughs> Blue? His name is Blue. Blue. <laughs> Like your God boy blue pen is blue. How many blue references? You're my boy blue. Oh, there you go. Uh, he just so happened to recently break up with his girlfriend, oh, so he is convenient and available. And then we've got JC for long, not for long. Then we've got JC Bly, Ooh, Ooh, the sexy, mysterious, brooding Native American guy that also lives in Lilydale. Wow. Okay, so this is where I will say uh, this is kind of like the Twilight for spiritualists and mediums. Okay, like, <laughs> they get their own book. Yeah, you get your own series. It doesn't have the vampires and the werewolves, but it's kind of the same love triangle mm, set up. You see, see where I'm going. I see where you're going with that. All right, so here's the rundown Give of it to the me. book. Okay. I am going to spoil this first book. Okay, uh -oh. so I don't know. Either take it Do or leave it. Okay. Will. Yes. Uh, the book opens with Calla Delaney attending her mother's burial service. Wow. Rest in peace, mom. Bummer. Uh, her mom, Stephanie, died in a freak accident. Okay. She fell it's down the stairs. a damn freak accident. She fell down the stairs, which is Ooh. a fear of mine. Yeah. After <laughs> watching the staircase. Yo. I didn't <laughs> sleep for weeks after watching that. I did not sleep for weeks. Uh, very similar. Yeah. This mom fell down the stairs and broke her neck. Ooh, damn. Okay. You could say her neck broke her fall. That's really <laughs> awful. Okay. Jeez. I told you this wasn't going to be wholesome. <laughs> and Calla is the one who found her. Oh, okay. Uh, so Calla's going through it. All right. Yeah. Uh, Calla can't come to terms with this for obvious reasons, mm -hmm. but mainly because she knew her mom to be very careful, very put together, very organized. Mm. So her randomly taking a tumble down the steps like seemed, Scarlet. <laughs> seemed like weird. Yeah, okay. Right. Uh, Calla's dad is trying hard to keep it together, but the loss of Stephanie is hitting him hard in more ways than one. Mm. Okay. Financially, Ooh. they can't seem to make ends meet without Stephanie's income. She was like a workaholic. Okay. Uh, so he has to figure out a new job and place to live before school starts back up for Calla. Wow. Okay. Does he have two weeks? <laughs> Probably, yeah, just about <laughs> <laughs> two weeks notice. Uh, long story short, Calla can't join Papa on his journey. Papa, can you hear me? Papa. Once again, the answer nope. is a big fat no, he cannot. <laughs> uh, she can't join him on his journey to find them a new living arrangement. Uh, so here are her options for the rest of summer. Okay. Okay. She can stay with her best friend, Lisa and her family. But that doesn't work for Calla because she used to date Lisa's brother and she's still dealing with the heartbreak mm, of that. Wow. Okay, she's still trying to get over she it. She some bridges. She did. Uh, she can stay with her uncle in Chicago and that's a no from Calla because yeah. her cousins are brats. Oh. Quote unquote. I'm out. No thanks. Uh, or she can stay with her quote unquote eccentric granny whack job that... <laughs> <laughs> 
whack job. I've been called that so many times. So the grandma reminds me of you, hands down, 100%. The way she's described, I was like, oh, this is lore. But they threw around the term whack job a hell of a lot, which like, come on, don't Uh, do that. But okay, so she can go stay with grandma Odelia, who she knows very little about because her and her mom, Stephanie, went no contact after a mysterious falling out years ago. Okay, Okay. the plot thickens. It does. I did say this was was a mystery novel. So Cal ends up going with option three. Whack job it is. Whack job it is. (laughs) And she heads off to Lilydale, New York to stay with Odelia. (laughs) Um, And as far as Cal is, is concerned, Lilydale is just a little town in the middle of nowhere with shitty weather and nothing to do. And this was a According to her mom mm. who grew up there. Right. Okay. Right. Her mom was always just like, ah, you don't want to go there. Sadly mistaken. Yes. But when she arrives in Lilydale, she quickly learns that it's not just any small town. Right. It's home to the world's largest center for the religion of spiritualism. Nice. Ooh. Uh, side note, I do want to say that the way the town is described for like, because we've been on. there many times, it is pretty spot on. Is it? Yeah. Victorian style cottages, mm. the gardens, the magical woods, Casadega Lake. Oh. Oh, the nice. medium signs like yes. she describes little details that if you've been there you're gonna be like oh, oh like yeah. it really made me kind Did of tug at your heart yeah i Did was like oh, i really want to yeah. go yeah uh kala also quickly realizes that her quirky grandma is a medium Duh. yes hello uh she offers readings during lilydale's on season mm-hmm. which is i believe like what june through august usually that's usually like a memorial day-ish to labor day-ish okay thanks for being that. so specific I'm, i love you know, for that of course <laughs> uh, and she does these readings from a room in her eccentric cottagey house mm-hmm. fun uh as odelia explains because once you know cal is like what's going on yeah. here Odelia's like, let me lay it fucking down for you. Okay? Uh, every human being has psychic potential, you know. Of course. Some people are just born ultra sensitive to earthly energy vibrations around them and they choose to or sometimes inadvertently learn how to interpret them. Mm-hmm. They get smacked upside the head with it, That's so to correct. say. Yeah. Uh, a medium is tuned into other kinds of energy as well, not just earthly. Spirit mm. energy is paced differently, faster, higher. I thought this, the way she described it was very interesting. Uh, think of it like a sensitive radio that's capable of tuning into a frequency other radios might not be capable of receiving. Okay. A medium is basically just a highly responsive transmitter receiving signals mm. others can't pick up and passing them on to those who need them. Right. Love that. Love I was that. like, go that's, Odelia, That's go. really a good explanation. It is, yeah. especially you have to consider this was written for young Kids. Of course, so yeah. I felt like, oh, this was like a really good it way to teach well. them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this all seems odd to Kala at first, okay. especially considering like, her mom. Job. She's again, <laughs> yes, again. She called her whack job like nine thousand times. I was like, you want to go easy on Graham's there? Fuck, <laughs> God. And they're like, she has wild curly hair, and I was like, it's literally Lord. <laughs> uh, especially considering her mom never mentioned any of this oh. she didn't she never told her what lily dale was she uh-huh. never told her about her She's grandma drowned it out 
Yeah, Lore. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, darkness, my <laughs> old friend. But after some thought, the pieces start coming together. Okay. And Kala realizes that she too might have the gift. Ooh. Ever since her mom's funeral, she has been seeing people who aren't there. Okay. Feeling cold drafts, smelling smelly smells <laughs> that Ooh. she can't like, why am I smelling yeah. this, mm-hmm. etc. And when she reaches way back in the brain, Kala realizes she probably always had the gift even when she was little. Like stuff uh, starts coming back like, okay. how did I know this? Or how, you know right, what I mean? Right, right, right. Uh, Kala fights these realizations pretty much the entire book. It's mm-hmm. a lot of like, I'm a medium. No, I'm not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Until she meets handsome, suave, debonair, whatever one we're talking about. Right, exactly. Both. She's into both. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) Uh, But there are other teens in Lilydale. Hey, you jumped ahead of me. There. uh, That have the gift and they help like soften her up a little bit to the idea. Okay. They embrace the gift. They do. She's got her new BFF Evangeline who shows her around the Dale. The Dale. That's what they call it, the mm-hmm. Dale. And that is, like, it That's is referred what they call to. It, right? yep. mm-hmm. uh, and takes her to the daily messaging services to show her the ropes mm-hmm. and about, like, what a reading is like. Yeah. And then Kala's interest is, like, perked. Uh, and two hotties. Okay, she meets of two course. hotties. We've got Blue, the son of a very famous rich medium. Oh. Okay, so he's like, he drives a nice car and he's oh. all like, you know, polished and whatever. And then we've got JC, the mysterious loner. The brooding. Who's kind of quiet, but he's like sexy. <laughs> you know, this would be the Jacob Black, in my right, opinion, right, right. kind of. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, and she instantly feels a spark with him. Ah, okay. okay, so Kala is interested in both Blue and JC. So obviously a little love triangle is mm, teased mm-hmm. and I'm sure will be explored in the other books. Of course. So while Kala deals with very typical Twilight-esque romantic feelings and teen drama, mm-hmm. she is also grieving the loss of her mom. Yes, yeah, <laughs> uh, we can't, we can't neglect that. We can't that. forget that. And she's trying to come to terms with the fact that A, her mom probably had the gift as well mm-hmm. and just never spoke of it. Right. And B, Kala herself is currently receiving messages from the dead that she doesn't know how to process. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what messages you ask, Laura? What? What's she getting? I don't know. What is she getting? Well, ever since she arrived in town, Kala has been seeing a young girl walking around Odelia's home who at first she assumed was living. Oh. Like she, before she's she knew, clear. before she knew mm. what was going on, she's like, who's, who's this who's bitch? This <laughs> yeah. But you we guessed. Yeah. But we soon learn that this young girl has actually been missing for months and her mother has been visiting Lilydale trying to get help from the mediums Ooh. to find her. Uh, so through a series of rather cryptic spirit messages, Calla learns about the girl's location oh. and sadly her strangled body is found exactly where Calla was told it would be through okay. her through spirit messages. Spirit. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, again, I liked that part of the right. book because it shows how like how cryptic these messages can be. It's very cryptic, but also that not everyone comes to just anyone. Like there's specific correct, and know, they actually explore that a they? lot. Yeah, because the mom goes to a reading mm-hmm. and she's like expecting to hear about like where right. her daughter is, and the medium not, says not like, not "Here's your uncle." It. Here's like yeah. and talks about a bunch of other. Yeah, but the daughter was coming to Kala. Yeah, so like if you right. go to different mediums, right, p- different Who people they resonate are, with. Correct, right. correct. So with all that said, Kala is on 
on board with her gift. Okay. She's right. like, okay, I get it now. Right. And grandma Odelia agrees to help teach her how to harness it, how to control it and how to use it for good without getting herself into trouble. Right. Which again, they're going to play that up because it's course. a mystery novel. Yes. Uh, Calla talks her boring dad into letting her stay in Lilydale a bit longer so she can explore this. Again, the dad does not know a single thing of what's going on. He's he, out the lunch. totally fucking clueless. Again, right. <laughs> rather difficult. She will start school at Lilydale High and then transfer to wherever Papa, you know, right. I think they're looking in California or something, oh. whatever. So she's like, I'm going to start in Lilydale and then I'll just transfer. Right, right, right. Spoiler she's not alert. going nowhere. She's not leaving she's Lilydale. She's staying in Lilydale. Uh-huh. Uh, the book ends with Calla receiving yet another series of messages, possibly from Stephanie, her mom, Ooh. that leads Calla to believe that her mother's tragic, quote unquote, accidental death may not have been accidental at all. Oh, damn. Was it Papa? Dun, dun, dun. Was it Papa? Papa, can you hear me? <laughs> no, I don't think it was Papa. Again, spoiler. <laughs> There's this whole thing about like, she's staying in her mom's childhood bedroom and okay. she starts seeing people that her mom had relationships with okay. that she didn't know about. And Ooh, yeah, it's, it's a little okay. juicy. There's some right. juicy hot goss. Wow. There's some tea. You're, okay. you're going to want to go read the book. going to go read them all. So that's the first one. Yeah. It was a pretty quick read. I read yeah. it in like, I don't know, a night. Yeah. And yeah. So go check it out. Very easy to read. Here's my thoughts and random Give notes. Give it to me. The cheese is high. Okay, like most young adult they novels, usually the are. cheese is high. Again, definitely Twilight for spiritualists. Right before Kala and Blue kiss at one point, uh-huh. he says, stop talking. And she's like, why? And he's like, because if your lips are moving, I can't do this. And, kiss. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> All right. Oh, what a line. Uh, yeah. So some things are definitely not passing the UBMC vibe check. Okay. And, you know, uh, there's some stereotyping and harmful language. Like I saw the word gypsy thrown around a few times, mm, which we know we've right, talked about right, why right. you don't use that word. Yep. Uh, at one point referring to JC, who is the Native American boy, she refers to him as exotic. And like, and then there's like some harmful stereotyping around that character. So it was kind of disappointing to see that. And I think I do remember that like further along in the series that gets a little, there's a lot more. What year did this come out? 2007. Oh, okay. Uh, There is also a lot of like body and fat shaming specifically with the character of Evangeline. Okay. She just like, I don't know. They keep calling her fat in like a negative way. It's just like, why? Why is this in here? Especially for a young adult novel. I'm like, that's so harmful. That is harmful. It's so silly. Like it doesn't need mm-hmm. to be in there, but just keep that in mind. Gotcha. Uh, the offered offer. Oh my God. The author offered. <laughs> the author definitely knew a lot about Lilydale again, or at least did her research yeah. just given the level of little details. Yeah. Uh, like the it was na- bringing me back some nostalgic feels. It really yeah. was like the Fox sisters are mm-hmm. mentioned, like just little like, oh, okay, you definitely yeah, you know what's going on what there. You're talking right. about um, a lot of what was said about mediums and spiritualism seemed very accurate based on what we have learned right. over the years. Uh, one thing I did find interesting was that one of the ways Kala receives messages um, is through her alarm clock. Okay, oh, she keeps waking up at the same time mm. every night, and it ends up being a date. 
Oh, yeah. Okay, um, interesting. But it is mentioned that spirits can manipulate electronic devices. Yes. And I want to dive into that more. That's like, interesting. I, I think we've talked about that a little bit with like EVP and stuff, mm-hmm. but I, I want to dive into that a little interesting, more. Interesting, yeah. Uh, Kala is obviously expecting messages from her mother, uh, which she does start to get towards the end, but it is told to her many times throughout the book that you never know who will be waiting right. to give you a message. And I wanted to note this because that from our experiences, is yes. very accurate like they're like it will probably be someone you don't expect right you know what I mean right yeah that happens all the time and even people that you talk to and they're like well I came here to listen uh, you know talk to this person or that person and a lot of times you know the mediums will come through and they'll have other random people Correct. and they'll be like I don't know who that is right you know and it's like the way they described it is like if someone on the other side knows they can use you to get yep. their message mm-hmm. to like, like I had a, um, a high school friend yeah. come to me right, and I was like, why are they coming to me? Like I knew mm-hmm. this person, but mm-hmm. we weren't like yeah. super close or right. anything. Right. And, and I, the medium explained like they want you to take this message elsewhere. Right. They knew that you were coming mm-hmm. and that you could then give their message yeah. to who it needed to go to. Yeah. So I, I like that that element was in there because if you've been to Lilydale, that's such a... Yeah, that happened to me once. Did I, it? Yeah, um, my friend, her grandmother had just passed away and she was a seamstress. Mm-hmm. Um, and she would always talk about that as one of the things that they shared. And oh, when we really? went to Lilydale, I had a message and it was all around like, sewing and stuff and I was like well this must be for her because it's not for me it's not for me exactly but she knew that you would get her the message that's what I mean so I think that you have to like kind of know that be open be open and don't be disappointed you know every message is important I guess is what I would say okay so speaking of lessons what is my lesson here what is it I'm trying to like format this kind of like a typical UBMC episode and I was like I want you to get something from this gotcha at the end of the book in the author note section wendy sits down with dr lauren thibodeau who is a lilydale registered medium or at least was at the time i didn't see her listed on the website now she figures prominently in the book uh, the town that talks to the Does dead. She? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I knew I had heard that name before. Yes. Um, and it was like, she was giving advice. Yeah. So I'm basically going to like read you a lot of what she said, okay. because I thought that that was a great lesson. Mm-hmm. So this is advice from a medium. Nice. Ooh. Okay. So they talk about Dr. Lauren's experience with finding her gift when she was young. Like she talked a lot about how she had imaginary friends that she is realizing that they weren't imaginary they, right, friends, right. which is so interesting right. to me. Yeah. yeah. It was actually people coming to give her messages. Right. Um, and they talk about how more often than people realize this gift is passed down through generations. Mm. So your grandmother might have had the gift, then right. your mom, and then you, even if your grandma didn't know. Exactly. That she had right. the gift. Right, right, right. Uh, she compares it to any other talent or gift. So like a musical talent, artistic talent. So there could be that genetic component, like mm-hmm. you were just born with the gift, but it takes time to hone it like yeah to harness it takes a lot of devotion you know i mean you got to work at it too yes uh like mentioned in the book spirit messages will present differently to everyone Mm -hmm. could be auditory could be visual could be sensory yes um and they may have been coming to you since you were young 
Wow. And you just didn't know it. Interesting. Yeah. So my personal favorite thing about Lilydale is you can go, um, to like, it's, they have one at the inspiration stump and you can just go and sit in a crowd and Mm -hmm. the mediums will get up there and they will just do readings and see who they come to. And it's so fascinating to see the different ways that mediums receive messages. Yeah. Like someone will be like, Oh, I'm tasting something. The orange lifesaver always uh, resonates with me. I always remember that one because that's so specific. I was going to say orange lifesaver specific. Yeah. Medium got up there and she's like, I'm tasting orange lifesavers in my mouth. Yeah. And like, yeah. So, and then it's not like, I like corn and everybody raises their I hand. I love corn. I love corn. Who here had a loved one that liked corn? Yeah, exactly. It's not no, that. It's very specific. It's very specific. And then again, like with other details. Yes. But like there's usually, and the taste one is interesting to me because I seem to have like the taste and yes. the smelling. Like yes. that's how I get mm-hmm. messages. I have tasted things yeah. that like I know the Slim Jim. I have tasted, yeah, like mm-hmm. beef jerky and our, our my you know, grandfather, yeah. my great grandpa loved specifically yeah. Slim Jims. I've smelled like specific perfumes, perfumes and stuff like that. Tobacco. Yes. So mm-hmm. I find that so interesting. Yeah. Uh, this is explained really well in the book because when Kala's mom starts coming around her, she starts to smell Lily of the Valley, uh, which was her mother's favorite flower and like kind of what she was named after. Yeah. She was supposed to be named after Lily of the Valley, but the boring dad accidentally brought Kala lilies okay. to so, the delivery room. Uh, so she was named Kala. It's like this okay. cute thing. Right. But the smell is very yeah. prominent. So remember that one time at Lilydale, the the medium was like, I smell roses. Yeah, for me. No, no, no. This was just for a general, you know. Oh, I had one of those. Yeah, but she yeah. was like, I smell roses. But the person, and then with the other details, the person was like, my grandmother was named Rose. Mom, that was literally me. Was that you? you bitch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, it was you. That was you. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I'm like, yeah, that was me. That was me. Yeah. She kept telling me. So I had a great grandma named Rose and I didn't really know any, like, I think I had met her once when I was really little. So I didn't really know anything about her, um, anything about her. And she kept saying, oh, she's trying to give you a bouquet of roses and I keep smelling roses. And then Mm -hmm. she's like, wait a minute, her name, like her name is Rose. So like, it's just very interesting how messages can come through. Yeah, differently with everybody. It's so fascinating. So fascinating. So once you are able to discern that these impressions, smells, Mm -hmm. what, you know, images, whatever, how you're getting them are different than others, you can reach what she refers to as the knowing zone. So you will know what it feels like for you to be receiving a message. Okay. You will know that it's different. Like, oh, I'm not just smelling roses. It, right. You'll know that it's different. Okay. Um, and once you enter the knowing zone, you can learn how to interpret that information. And this takes some work, she mm-hmm. says. So done through practice, through meditation, journaling, you can take classes, workshops, yeah. et cetera, will look different for everyone. But then you can kind of develop your own language with the spirits. Okay. So certain symbols, smells, words will mean certain things when they come to you. So Dr. Lauren uses herself as an example. So for her, certain flowers represent different months of the year in her messages. So if she sees a, a crocus, she's in March. So if someone passed away in March or March was significant in some way, Dr. Lauren will see a crocus. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. 
fascinating. That is fascinating. I love that. Uh, the messages, symbols you receive from spirit might be related to you and your specific interests. And she used cars as an example. So if you're really into cars, if you're mm-hmm. into automotives, like we are, the automotives, uh, yeah, spirits might use that to connect with you by showing you images of their car. Uh, to tell or yeah. telling you something about mm-hmm. a car because yeah. they know your interest yes. is going to be peaked. Right. Super cool. Uh, because this story that we talked about focuses on a teenage girl coming into her own gift, Dr. Lauren gives some tips and advice for young people trying to figure out their intuitive abilities. Ooh, Are fun. you ready? I am. Uh, number one, don't panic. Everything's going to be okay. You don't right. have to be scared. And that's hard. Yeah. Because you're like, As what's you going on? Oh, it scares the shit out of yeah. me. Still yeah. to this day. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I if you are scared by it, I do not have any judgment there because right. it's a little scary yeah. at first when, right. especially like I've got a chaotic mind. Yeah. So when messages start coming in for me, I'm like, hey, mm-hmm. I don't have room for this. <laughs> You need to make compartments. I have to, yeah, carve out a specific uh-huh. chunk. And I just haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. But I think I'm going to start. Nice. Nice. Okay. So number two, keep some sort of record or journal. Okay. Make note of the symbols, images, colors. You see what you smell and taste, what you hear. That way you can start figuring out like what keeps coming up and what they mean to you. Yeah. So like her with the flowers, like you can start putting the pieces together. And she says, yeah. And she says to keep this private. Yeah. That this is very Smart. personal. Yeah. yeah. She's like, don't go and put it on MySpace. You'll be called a whack job. <laughs> whack job. Quote unquote. My God. It's uh, my new favorite word. I know. Laura's like, hell yeah. You whack job. Laura's like, I'm just going to wear that label. I'm going to celebrate that. <laughs> hell yeah. Uh, number three, pay attention to your dreams. Yes. I always say that. Yep. Make note of what you're seeing in your dreams. Um, a lot of messages come through in dreams or in meditative states because people's minds are most relaxed yes yes we just talked all three of us are having some wild dreams yeah now that we're in a new house and i think some stuff is clearing up while the dreams that have been coming in are wild yes uh number four speaking of meditation find some time to quiet your mind regularly Mm. i think this is my problem um and that may look different for everyone you know what i mean maybe it's meditating i have not mastered the art of meditation yet i know you're all shocked to hear that (laughs) (laughs) don't i seem like someone that meditates regularly (laughs) absolutely the answer is no Uh, but yeah if you can you know maybe go and sit out by the water take a shot whatever you need to do to quiet your mind that Mm -hmm. is an important element because then you can sift through yeah okay yeah number five start trying to tune in to little things to build your sensitivity Mm. so she said like try to tap into what your friend is about to say or what they might wear the next day okay like try to pick up on stuff maybe like guess what they're gonna eat for lunch Mm, okay little things write it down interesting and see if you're correct yeah and just like practice all right cool i like that uh number six once you start opening those doors and the messages do start coming in you must learn how to set boundaries Mm. like you would in any relationship well and I think that's probably the thing that scares both of us I can't speak for you but I would say that probably is because we have a hard time setting boundaries 
Yeah, this one time in, in the living world. <laughs> yeah, I like that she said that, like, uh-huh. just like you would in any, yeah. you know, in yeah. the living world and with any person, you yeah. have to set boundaries with the spirit world as well. Like she said, you have to literally, like, claim, like, I will not accept messages while I'm sleeping or I will not nine accept. Nine to five, baby. Nine, nine to five. To five. <laughs> I've got hours of operation. <laughs> uh, I will not accept what is, or I will only accept what is in my best interest to know, or okay. I am only open to positive spirit communication like you can learn to set your own boundaries yeah so I literally went to a medium once Mm -hmm. this is only a few years ago and I had a very specific question yeah and I came to the table and I told her my question she goes yeah we're not going to talk about that what we're going to talk about is you learning to let these messages in while protecting your own mind Mm -hmm. and and I didn't say anything to her about having like yeah and she was just like yeah fuck your question (laughs) I'm going to teach you how to build boundaries so that you can start receiving these messages. Did I listen? No. No. Here we are to this day. And now I'm like, damn. (laughs) Damn. You know what? She was planting seeds, Leanne. She was planting seeds. And you know what? 10 years later, I have found that (laughs) the seed is starting to sprout. sprout. Uh, That's what I have. That's awesome. That was good, right? I love that. Oh, so fascinating. This is, I feel, I'm feeling very called to this now mm-hmm. and it's interesting that this came up right now because I'm like why would I try to read a book right now yeah we're in the right. middle of all this chaos but I think I really needed it yeah. again some of the stuff like it, in terms of just the book not passing the the vibe check but right. you know what it's a cute little read yeah uh, you know yeah, I, I remember you liking them mm-hmm. as, as a young adult yeah as a young adult as a young adult <laughs> and still now as an adult adult yeah go check it out I do think a lot of libraries have it because a lot of our um listeners were like oh i'm gonna go and find it yeah my library has it i'm gonna go pick it up yeah so i don't know go check it out if you're interested in lilydale uh, we literally we cannot say enough good things about lilydale our dream and something we are trying to work out yeah is to go to lilydale do a a ubmc meetup there maybe like record an episode or two Mm -hmm. but you know what i do have something to say what can i get on my soapbox please do it i mean it would not be an episode without that (laughs) i know it wouldn't be an episode without lee ranting jay's gonna look at the length of this episode and be like would you two shut the fuck up anyway i was scrolling on tiktok the other day Mm -hmm. and a video came up of someone like walking around lilydale Mm. with their phone okay filming everything yeah don't do that. Now, that's my opinion. I yeah. don't know what Lilydale is saying about that. I don't know. But like, hmm. Yeah. That place is like a magical little bubble. Go yes. there, experience the magic, put mm. your phone away. Yes. Put it in your pocket. Yeah. Okay? Don't it is not for that. Yeah, you're supposed to put all outside influencers there's no televisions there no televisions no alcohol no like there you are supposed to go it literally feels like a magical vortex and i feel when i saw that pop up my stomach like sunk i was like this is not that this is like a special spiritual place and it does not belong plastered all over tiktok do you know what i mean it's like the time that or like the town that, you know, transcends time. Yeah. And so like bringing the new world in. It just, maybe it was the way in which it was done maybe. too. It was just very like, hey, here's my, f-. and it's just, uh, it felt so disrespectful. And maybe yeah. that's just me getting my panties in a twist. But I yeah. was just like, I don't know, maybe let's like put the phones away for a sec. For two seconds. Yeah. yeah. That's not the place to, to be on your phone for sure. Time and place. Right. Time and place. Yeah. Read the room. And you did it at my birthday dinner. <laughs> 
a lot of people. <laughs> okay. Anyway, that's right. what I have. That's what you have. So that's that means I'm up. You're up. And What'd you, you give me? Doozy. Did you give me ten minutes to talk today, or what? Dude, have I just talked for a really long time? I don't know. Jake hey, is you know, definitely going to kill we, me. You know, we have to make up for last week. We weren't here. You didn't hear my voice last week, so I was doubling up. That's right. You know that's what I mean? Right. I know. And mine's a little bit of a doozy. So I, I mean, I could be rambling for. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> You ready for this one? I don't know. You scared me. (laughs) I'm ready. I'm ready. Are you ready? You know, it's interesting that uh, this was, you know, recommended. Okay. And uh, it's amazing that we haven't talked about this person yet because I, you know, I'm going to, I'm just going to be like totally blunt. I like to talk about things I'm interested in. You do. You know, I mean, Hey, who doesn't? And this person has never interested me, but I'm very excited to, I'm like excited to learn new things. You also like a challenge. I do like a challenge. And you know, what a time to pick it. (laughs) I was going to say, why did we do this to ourselves? (laughs) You're like, you got that heavy hitter? I know. Damn. I am talking about Anton LaVey today. Damn, Lore. Okay. Whoa. Okay. His name has popped up so many so times. So many times. Yeah. Anton Zandor LaVey. Zandor. Zandor. Okay. Uh, born Howard Stanton LaVey. So he came up with the Zandor Howie. himself. Howie. <laughs> Doesn't just have that same ring, does it? Right. No. All right. Most notably recognized as the founder of the Church of Satan. Yeah. And the religion of Satanism. Okay. Hell yeah. Right. Uh, he was also an American author, mm-hmm. including these titles. <laughs> Uh, the Satanic Bible. Okay, wow. This, right? Heavy this, hitter. The Satanic Witch. Uh-huh. Uh, the Satanic Rituals. Wow. And The Devil's Notebook and Satan Speaks. <laughs> the Devil's you Notebook has a good ring to right? it, though. Honestly, yeah. Okay. Satan Speaks could be a talk show. You know what it could? We should definitely. Satan could be the MC. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's Dave Grohl in the, in the devil costume from the Pick of Destiny. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, but that's not all. Okay. <laughs> Anton bad. also has three studio albums Stop. to his credit. Okay. Why are these people always trying to sing? <laughs> the Satanic Mass, Strange Music, <laughs> <laughs> and Satan Takes a Holiday. <laughs> <laughs> it features some snappy ditties. <laughs> Titles like The Are Ru- you being serious right now? <laughs> I didn't make this up. I hope our new neighbors don't hear what we're talking about. These walls seem a little thin. Um, Yeah, so it had some, you know, some snappy titles. Yeah. Including The Whirling Dervish. (laughs) And Chloe, better known as the song from the swamp. The song of the swamp. You know what? I love a swamp. And Honolulu Baby. (laughs) How'd that one get in there? Um, and last but not least, he okay. has had a few minor roles in films, of such as he has. The Devil's Reign, yeah. which he was also a technical advisor, <laughs> okay. and the film Death Scenes. Are we sensing a theme here? Here we go. The boy liked the devil. He did. Okay. <laughs> Let's dive on in yeah. and find out a little bit more a about li- a little bit more. I'm <laughs> all right. Jake says you can't talk Italian anymore. No, I'm done. Your rigatoni disaster of 2023. <laughs> you out. can't even watch the Sopranos anymore. You're, you're banned. I'm banned. <laughs> From my gabagool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's dive in. Find out a little bit more about Anton LaVey. Okay, I'm I think this excited. is going to be a two-parter because I just wanted to talk about him today, and then I think we can go in at a later date and talk about the, the Church, Church of, of Satan, Satan. and yeah. what like is behind. Because there's a lot to it. Yeah, yeah, like what their you know whole mo, their modus operandi is. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, but I was just intrigued by like what the cre- man himself. Like what credentials does one have to have? 
<laughs> to, to run the Church of Satan? To start the, the Church of Satan. Yeah, to you to know start what, a new religion. You know what? You're so right. Tell yeah. me. All right. Well, he was born April 11th, 1930. Okay. In the Windy City of Chicago, Illinois. Hey. Why yeah. do they call, I was going to ask why they call it the Windy City, but it's I, windy. <laughs> windy. And that's not flatulence. It's I just windy. It's because I think of farts when I hear the Windy City. That's exactly why I was going to ask. <sighs> that makes him a sun in Aries. I'm not surprised at all. A moon in Virgo. Oh. <laughs> and a rising in Aquarius. Are you kidding me? Oh, damn. We've got all of us represented. That's an interesting combo. That's a very interesting combo. That right. Virgo's fighting for its life in that moon spot. Help, help me. Um, he is often described as a born showman. And we're going to find out why. I mean, okay. Often referred to as the Black Pope. Oh, boy. And the evilest man alive. I thought that title was held by Aleister Crowley, but apparently... Aleister Crowley <laughs> gives me more of the creeps than Anton LaVey. Is that fair really? to say? Yeah. I don't, you I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I think they're pretty Are equal. Are you going to change my mind? I mean, Anton LaVey thought... Alistair Crowley was a punk. Oh, shit. Okay, never mind. I he's take like, back what I said. He's a weakling. I take back everything I just said. <laughs> he, like, read his shit, and he's like, weak, Bush, amateur. Bush league. Bush league. Get out of here, Alistair Crowley. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so he started out life in Chicago, but soon after, his parents relocated to California. All right. Anton learned from his Eastern European grandmother the folklore and superstitions that still exist in that culture today. Okay. And he was hooked. Mm. Uh, this would later draw him to the classic dark literature, the likes of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, Ooh. Bram Stoker's Dracula, okay, and the science fiction in pulp magazines, which like were yeah, yeah. 1800s. We need to talk about this. I, yeah. I wrote that down on my list. I'm like, we need to talk mm -hmm. about pulp magazines. Interesting. Hey, that would be a good topic to dive into now. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, he was also mesmerized by the fictional characters of writer Jack London. Okay. And the fictional character from Flash Gordon comics, Ming the Merciless. Flash. And I do not know ah, how I did not. They look alike. Oh my God. Oh my God. They look if alike. If you put a picture of Ming the Merciless up and then a picture of Anton LaVey, I'm like, oh my God. I can't Clearly tell who is inspired. Who. Clearly inspired. Yeah. I was like, how did I never even make that connection? Spot on. You loved Flash Gordon. Oh my God. I'm going to do that at some point. Hell yeah. Anyway, these types of books held his attention more than the occult books that he read. Okay. He deemed these sanctimonious white magic. He oh. thought they were... Oh, shit. Okay. Amateur. All right. Like, all right. Yeah. This stuff is not resonating with me. It's not hot enough. No. Okay. No. Got it. <laughs> not demonic enough. Right. From his parents, he garnered the love of musical instruments. Mm. And from an early age, his musical abilities were recognized and encouraged. Mm -hmm. He had the ability to reproduce music by ear without the use of sheet music and okay. was most drawn to the keyboards. One could say he was a musical child prodigy. Hey, <laughs> the keyboards. <laughs> the keyboards. Okay, can you yeah. imagine? All right, this, it gets better. <laughs> this talent would continue with him and serve as a major source of income throughout his life. Really? He yes. was just like slapping on the keys. Yeah. Okay. Especially the early years. Yeah. Okay. At the age of 16, who's not surprised that he did not fit in at school? And I think I read he was bullied. He dropped out. Oh, right? he was. Okay. He, yeah. He did not fit in. Right. He's an outsider. <laughs> okay. <laughs> not Francis Ford Coppola. Right. Anyway, he wasn't in there with <laughs> Pony Boy Curtis. Soda Pop. <laughs> right. Anyway, he, uh, you know, quit school and joined the Clyde Beatty Circus, 
Okay. Starting out as a roustabout. Okay. And then a cage boy in the Lion Act. Ooh. And then on to regale the crowds with his sweet, sweet calliope playing. What's what's a calliope? It's it's like a keyboard, but it's like you hear okay, so he stole the keys. He stole the keys, but it's like a different pipe sound. You can't keep Anton LaVey away from the keys. Is what I'm learning here. Okay. <laughs> it's in his soul. You can't. You can't. Um, anyway, so he uh, took up some gig work serenading the masses. Mm-hmm. Um, when the carnival season was over, mm-hmm. he uh, would do some gig work as an organist. Okay. Again with the keys <laughs> at nightclubs and bars. I mean, who's looking for an organist was, in a nightclub and a bar? I was going to say, what bar have you walked into and you're like, fuck yeah, they've got an organist. You know what? Actually, that, that does sound pretty sick. Actually, now that I say it out loud, I'd be, I'd be hooked. Oh my gosh. LeVay claimed that at one point while he was playing at an L.A. burlesque club, mm-hmm. he had a brief affair with the then unknown Marilyn Monroe. Okay. Mm. I mean, all right. Right. <laughs> Later, he would claim that not only did he learn to become skilled in the rackets, okay. separating the yokels from their money in the carnival, uh-huh. that these experiences gave him a lot of insight into the human condition mm. and psychology behind it. Oh. He would play and observe all of the men slugging back the ale. There's that Virgo. And watching the half-naked ladies dancing the night away. <laughs> half-naked. Half-naked. <laughs> and then he would see most of them, this, uh, most of these same men attending the Sunday morning tent revivals where he played the organ. Oh. Talented guy. I and, yes. And this gave Anton a very cynical view of religion. I mean, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Anton, I do. <laughs> That's right. Not me siding with Anton LeVay. Lee, pack it up. Okay. It sent him seeking something else. Mm-hmm. He wanted to defy Christianity mm. and the moral double standards of the Christian masses. Okay. All right. All right. So right there, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I'm feeling the vibe. <laughs> and I'm there. <laughs> I'm there. However, interestingly enough, journalists researching LeVay found no evidence that he ever worked in a carnival and the affair with Monroe also no evidence. I was going to say, I'm not going to like put any, you know. Yeah. So fishy. So you did say he was a showman. He was a showman. Mm -hmm. Uh, LeVay also claimed to have worked for the San Francisco police department Uh. as a psychic (laughs) investigator. But guess what? There is no record substantiating that claim either. His resume is looking a little light. (laughs) It's a forged document. You can play the keys. That's all you got to know. So how does all of this lead us to the Church of Satan? Right? I don't, yeah. Well, it's a combination of things, Leanne. Okay. Did we mention that he was a showman? <laughs> Once again. All right. He drove around town in a coroner's van. Okay. Like a car. He dressed the part. Yeah. Uh, he walked about town with his pet black leopard named Zoltan. I'm sorry. Did you just say leopard? Yes. Was that um, legal? I guess. Why He didn't care. I mean, okay, he didn't Lee, care. Okay. I mean, he didn't care. <laughs> Hedonism at his finest, right? Yeah. An old Victorian home he bought in mm-hmm. San Francisco, supposedly, which was a former speakeasy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gave it a makeover, black on black. Hell yeah. Know, was the happening place. I see a red door. And I want to paint it black. (laughs) In addition to all of his side hustles, speaking of the Rolling Stones, Uh in addition to all of his side hustles, as a paranormal researcher Mm -hmm. and psychic investigator, not to mention his musical stylings all over the place, specifically at the Lost Weekend Cocktail Lounge, where Mm -hmm. he was a regular on the Wurlitzer. Piano. Tell me what the, okay, uh-huh. okay. Clearly, I don't know my keys. A fancy piano. Okay. Anton began to attract some pretty influential aristocratic people. Did he? Who appreciated what he was selling. Okay. Including Uh-oh. filmmaker 
creepy Kenneth Anger. You know, we talked about him with the Rolling Stones. We did. So drawing from his newfound friends in high places who Mm -hmm. shared his views of the bizarre and the hidden secrets that move through the world, Mm. they called themselves the Magic Circle. Okay, yeah. They were the who's who, right? Right. Uh, And he began holding these Friday night lectures, pontificating on his worldviews, the occult, rituals. And at one point, someone in the circle said, by Jove, this sounds like the beginning of a new religion. And he was like, you know what? They said, say less. You know what? I think you're onto something here. <laughs> I think you're right. So on the night of May Eve or Walpurgis night, mm-hmm. right? Which is a traditional witch's Sabbath. Okay. Uh, LeVay ritualistically shaved his head, mm. supposedly in the fashion of the ancient executioners, uh. and declared the founding of the Church of Satan. Proclaiming, I declare. <laughs> I declare the Church of Satan. Proclaiming. That 1966 was year one, Anos Santanus, the love, first year in the age I love of Satan. Like that. I know. Okay. I don't know what I'm saying. Did you say anus? <laughs> Anos. All I heard was anus. Santanus, okay. not Carlos. <laughs> That's a cover band. The first year. Santanus <laughs> government. The first year of the age of Satan. Right. All right. The church is considered the first organized religion in modern times and is based on the worship of Satan Mm -hmm. as a symbol. Right. Yeah. Okay. Of personal freedom and individualism. Literally hedonism. I will say that the church of uh, Satanism, it's not what you like think. It's not like we're worshiping this, you know. Yeah. We'll have to dive into that. We'll dive in deeper. Yeah. I do know they're still operating. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, most of my information came oh, from it? the Church of Satanism's okay. website because I did not know anything about Anton LaVey and I did not want to be offensive. Oh, you know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so I wanted to, you know, get a bunch of different views, but a lot of the stuff came from there. Right. So again, hedonism. It's all about, you know, Lord, it's your do, favorite. What, do what you want. <laughs> do, uh, do so what you want. straight from the website, actually, okay. uh, they said, unlike the founders of other religions who claim exalted inspiration Mm. from a supernatural entity Mm -hmm. LaVey acknowledged that he used his own faculties Mm. to synthesize Satanism based on his understanding of the human animal and insights gained from earlier philosophers who advocated materialism and individualism Okay, claiming if he didn't do it then someone else would have and they would probably be less qualified than himself There you you go. said an Aries, Virgo, and Aquarius. His big three is making a lot of sense to me, <laughs> right? right? Yes. Right. Uh, so 1968 and 69 were pretty years for Anton. Yeah. Okay. In 68, with the attention of the press on hot on his heels mm-hmm. after, you know, forming this religion, uh, LeVay decided to break down his philosophies via a record album. You know what? What is with, okay. <laughs> called this, well, you know, he likes to tickle the ivories. Stop it. <laughs> the Satanic Mass. Right. All right. The album cover featured a graphic, okay. which was named by LaVey as the sigil of Baphomet, Ooh. which was a goat head mm-hmm. in a pentagram. We all know it. With the Hebrew word Leviathan, mm-hmm. which means chaos, right? Chaos. Yeah. yeah. But this has come to be My known. Brain. Yeah. <laughs> My brain. It's okay. <laughs> this has come to be known as the symbol for Satanism throughout the world. 
It just dawned on me that I think I probably would have bought what he was selling back in the day. Sorry, I just had that. I would have been mad. I had that realization. That's what I, that's what I, I did read an article that said it's so interesting how the masses divided because in the 60s you had mm-hmm. the hippie movement. Mm-hmm. So it was like peace and love New and all this. Yeah. yeah, and then you had this other sect going his, Laura, you know, I think into me his and you might have been on opposite sides of that rock. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to say it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, the album featured a recording of an actual satanic ritual. Okay. Excerpts of his Friday night lecture series mm-hmm. called Witches Workshops, hmm. where he instructs women in, okay, the art here we go. Of, in the art of attaining their will through glamour. Mm-hmm. Feminine wiles mm-hmm. and the skillful discovery and exploitation of men's fetishes. And here's where <laughs> I would have joined your side of the rock. Here's I'd been, where I'd be I, sniffing I would, the daisies. I would have heard one line of that and I'd been like, mm-hmm. anyway, <laughs> excuse me, the fuck? Like, this shit pisses me off so bad. Okay, anyway, go ahead. By the end of 69, uh-huh. LeVay had taken everything he had written to explain the philosophies and rituals of the Church of Satan uh-huh. using the base wisdom of the carnival folk. Okay. All right. And combine that with the works of some of his favorite influences like Anne Rand, Nietzsche, mm. and Jack London. Here we go. Yep. Okay. Rework the rites set down in Ragnar Redbeard's Might is Right mm-hmm. and concluded with a Satanized version of John Dee's Enochian Keys. Okay. Okay. The end result would be the Satanic Bible, ah. which has never gone out of print and is still considered today the main source for the Satanic movement. Really? Yes. Okay. Okay. Interesting, right? Very. All right. So Anton LaVey died at the age of 67 okay. on October 29th, yeah. 1997. You almost, you almost made it to 69. <laughs> You're so close. <laughs> so close. Um, I literally would have held on for the my fucking life to make it to 69 so i could just be like 69 (laughs) anyway october 29th 1997 although his death certificate reads october 31st you know (laughs) i love that i love that i'll only die if you give me the 31st if i could die on halloween i'll do it that would be great (sighs) it really you know Helps my status. You're right. All right. So that is pretty much Anton LaVey. Wow. Here's a few fun facts, though. Okay. All right. He had three children to three different women. Okay. His daughter, Carla, was born in 1952. Mm-hmm. His daughter, Zena, was born in 1967. Well, Zena's a pretty name. Okay. It is. In 1998, she was estranged from her dad and uh-huh. came out to say much of the stories of his early life were indeed not true yeah. and fabricated. So he like created his own. Right. You know. That's not shocking to me at all. Absolutely not. Uh, A showman from the carnival, right? Um, He had a son in 1993 named Satan Zerus Karnak (laughs) LaVey. Okay. Which is interesting. (laughs) Little on the 1993. (laughs) Like in the old Johnny Carson skits, wasn't his, like he would do this like, um, skit where he uh read minds or read cards or something i thought he was called the great karnak so you're that's you know, interesting hey girl i wasn't alive <laughs> you're, you're, you're right age. Johnny uh, Carson? like <laughs> jay leno take, took over for him who took over for jay leno oh yeah jimmy Fowl. jimmy Fowl. there, there you go I am. <laughs> there you go your generation yeah. um his political views uh-oh were considered 
conservative. That's not, I Hello. feel like that's not surprising to me. And he hated rock and roll and heavy metal music of any kind, even the Satan worshiping ones. Well, because he thought he was the best musician. I can, I can already tell you. <laughs> the calliope yeah. is not heavy metal. <laughs> There's not enough keys. <laughs> give me, give me the keys. Several of his celebrity followers included Jane Mansfield. Okay. Okay. I don't know if you know Sitting anything. About- in Jane Mansfield's car. Yeah. yeah I know. Well, who yeah. Jane because you know, she yes, was decapitated in an auto accident, but her yeah. daughter is Mariska Hargitay. Oh my God. I did not know you that. You did not know that? No, Mariska Hargitay. Mariska Hargitay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was Jane Mansfield was her mom. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sammy Davis Jr. <laughs> what? This blows my this mind. This blows my mind. He could be seen wearing his Baphomet medallion. He had a, a, a funky big, gold Baphomet medallion? <laughs> he did. Sammy. <laughs> okay. I'm so intrigued. King Diamond and Marilyn Manson. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he claimed he was a consultant on Rosemary's Baby. I of mean, course, no it, proof of that. <laughs> <laughs> he just says things. He said he had a cameo. <laughs> and nope, he's not found. <laughs> nope, not there. <laughs> and in 1980, last but not least, I saved the best for last. He was interviewed in connection with a plot to kill Ted Kennedy. <laughs> Ted it was at the Chappaquiddick incident. <laughs> He's looking for Mary Jo Capagni. You know what? Fuck all these other people. Ted, I'm coming for you. You're on my radar, Ted. Like, really? I mean, fuck. You got to admire the confidence. I know. You know what I mean? Only an Aries. Only an Aries could bring that confidence. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Unfortunately, his house was demolished. It was demolished. Yeah. If it, it, wasn't, it couldn't be saved. If it wasn't, Zach Beggins would have bought it. There was like a huge like uh, fight over his estate, which they thought like he claimed that he had millions of dollars and all uh, this. And of course, so like all the kids came after his estate and oh each shit. claiming that they got it and this and that. Oh boy. And then of course, when the dust settled, he literally had $60,000 to <laughs> his name. I ain't got Bank- shit. <laughs> Bankruptcy. I'm out. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> this da- dilapidated old house they're gonna fucking knock down. Oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. Oh, so fuck. that was Anton LaVey. What a character. Like you're right. You I know? think that's what you have to He created a character. <sighs> right. And in my opinion, anyone that's leading mm-hmm. anything like this, mm-hmm. come I on d- now. I did read an article where a journalist um, likened him to Charlie Manson. Mm-hmm. A lot of uh, similarities. Yeah. Um, Jim Jones mm. and David Koresh. Right. Although he said, they said that his followers did not listen to every word. <laughs> he did not hang on his every word. Well, no. When you're <laughs> preaching, like, do whatever you want. You right. can't expect. They're like, fuck you, Ansel. I'm going to do what I'm I want. I'm sorry. I think you just told me to do whatever I want. What? <laughs> <laughs> fucking yeah. hell. So there you go. You know what? I found that very. It's interesting. Interesting. Very mm-hmm. informative. I knew nothing about this man. No, I really didn't hmm. either. Besides, like, you know. And now <laughs> that I know that, I like, he liked Ming the Merciless. It makes uh, so, so much sense. sense. Uh, when me and Jake, when we were in Vegas mm-hmm. and we went to Zach Bagan's yeah. Haunted Museum or whatever mm-hmm. the hell he calls it, I think he had a bunch of, like, Anton, Anton LaVey stuff. stuff. Yeah, there were yeah. a lot of pictures of him and yeah. I think some of his personal items. Oh, Don't probably. quote me on that, but yeah. I'm pretty sure I saw yeah, that. Yeah, I think his kids sold everything off for... 
a buck. And you know, Dan Wells Higgins was the first one. Him and Chris Angel probably share the collection. (laughs) (laughs) They probably meet up in an alleyway on the weekends and exchange. I'll take this for the week and you can take that. Why am I roasting the shit out of these people? I don't know. I'm feeling spicy. Oh yeah. So there you go. Thank you for that. That Yeah. So then I think we could do a second part and just like get into the nuts and bolts of the religion itself. I would love that. I I think it's important. Uh, You know, doesn't really matter like what you think. It's still a religion. So like it still, you know, deserves to be right to be talked about. Absolutely. Uh, I appreciate you for that. Thank you. That was very, a lot of dots connected. Again, I do feel like Alice. I felt like teacher Laura was out today. In, In the word i do need a chart <laughs> the chart connecting all of these dots specifically of the 60s the late 60s oh my gosh y'all were they, fucking wild out there <laughs> yeah the chart apparently one of his right hand men was the director of the vincent price dr five oh, for movies. god's sake that's what i mean yeah. they're all like it they're is all such interconnected a web. interwoven that kenneth anger he's come up so many times so many we're gonna times. have to dive into him and see what his deal is i feel like is. it should be called the roast of kenneth anger I think because right. yeah i think you creepy need to ken. Just, <laughs> creepy ken the roast of I can fucking can. roast him. Lord, I think I could. Lori, you got a fuck in there. I think you fucking could go. Think- <laughs> roast the fucking shit. You said he died? Oh, yeah. Roast away. I, <laughs> I give you permission. Okay, roast thanks. away. Uh, hey, that was a good one. I feel like we learned Woo. a lot today. We did. Uh, we're happy to be back. We are. Thanks for bearing with us as our schedule was a little messed up there. Yep. Just given the, you know, the magnitude of, of yeah. us having to move, but we're feeling good yes. uh, and our schedule will be back to normal, hopefully next week. Yes. Uh, so we'll see you then. All right. TTFN. Cut, print, check the gate. Moving on. <laughs>